I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey everybody, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Labor Day. So grab your union card. And let's get civical. Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> it's too early on a Sunday. How are you? How are you? How are you, you son of a bitch? How's it going? How the hell are you? Uh, oh, oh well. my gosh. Yeah. I would I would say welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm I'm Lizzie Stewart. I'm so glad you are. Um, I yeah. am Arden Walentowski. And I couldn't be more proud oh, that you, you are Arden Walentowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. obviously we're we're struggling because we need a holiday. 
holiday. Do you like that uh, segue? I do. I did. I I loved it. It's yeah. Uh, we need a we need a holiday. We need a break. I've only been back in town for a week, and already it feels like I've been here a year. <laughs> School uh, started. Welcome, welcome the, to the weight of of living back in the city. Of living back in the city in the real world. Very well, you happy. also came back, and then it was like heat wave, heat wave, heat wave. Yeah, heat wave, so hurricane. It's been quite hot. Yes, and now I feel like every day that we've been back, it's just been like cloudy, rainy. Yeah. Yeah. And cloudy. Oh, a lot oh, of. And here's more rain. And more clouds mm-hmm. and more clouds. Very cloudy. Yeah. Yeah, the weather is obviously crazy. Um, sort of around the United States. Yeah. So. My heart is in Louisiana right now. I hope yeah. those of you, because by the time this comes out, Ida will have hit land. So I am thinking of you because um, we don't love hurricanes. No, no. We no. don't. We don't love them. And I I feel like the ones with, that, that have the worst names are always the ones that... <laughs> Are like the 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 horrible ones like Ida. Oh, I don't love it. She's she's ninety five, approximately. She's ninety five. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean it's like if maybe if I met like a rad Ida, I would feel differently. But I feel like I haven't met a rad Ida. So if you're a rad Ida, call me. Call Lizzie, so call that she can me. beat so you can... and she can have more confidence in the current hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at least, at least Henri was fun because it was Henri. Henri. And it felt like, it felt like we were trying to be something that we're not, which is French in, right. in naming that one. <laughs> and now we're trying to be an old lady. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the point being, the weather's crazy. The seasons are going to start changing soon. Yeah. We're starting to get a, get a whiff of it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I feel yeah. like, and the, the, the thing that symbolizes the start of that change is, of course, Labor Day, which Labor is Day. forthcoming. Woo, woo. So we're doing an episode all about Labor Day because I've never stopped to think why. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Why do we have it? What's it for? Uh, what's that herstory? But there's herstory. There's herstory. As with most, great. as with most things, there is herstory. Yeah. And as of most things, it's tumultuous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's one of those where the United States is like, ugh, man, we really kind of muffed. The whole uh, giving people good working conditions things. Let's just throw them a holiday. Let's give them a holiday. Let's give them, Let's give the them a holiday Monday off and be like, September. so sorry. First mm-hmm. Monday off in September. So we're doing all things Labor Day today. Are you excited? Do you have I'm any so Labor excited. Day plans? Well, the funny thing is, is that like specifically on that day, no, but I have, I mean, as yet, but it's also my birthday is on the 3rd. Right. So I have lots of plans, like fun things coming up in relation to that. But actually on Labor Day, no, not a single minute accounted for. Yeah. 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 How about you? I don't have really big plans either. I mean, I'm trying, 
We may leave the city mm. for the weekend, for the long weekend, but that's TBD. But if not, then no. Oh, okay. <laughs> if not, then I will sleep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Heard of it? Heard of it? Oh, I love sleep. But I hope we do. I think we're trying to leave and uh, go Good. to Massachusetts. Ooh. The birthplace of America. Mm-hmm. So, um... Shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So before we jump into today's episode, I'm going to tell you what our source for Roman sources are. Oh my gosh. So two kind of pillars of the earth and the first being obviously history.com had a great Labor Day sort of Ooh. overview. Uh-huh. And then I just had to go straight to the horse's mouth. Yeah. And I went, I knocked on the door and I was like, Department of Labor, what do you got for me? What do we have to, what do you have to say so, for yourself about Labor Day? Exactly. So a lot of these notes are coming directly from the actual Department of Labor. And then obviously I threw in a ton of fun facts yes. at the end. And those are coming from both of those sources plus the Constitution Center also makes an appearance as well as Business Insider. Ooh, ooh. Love. Very exciting. You know, I love fun facts. There's a lot of them. Whoops. Is that <laughs> all of the notes? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you decide. When I'm in charge of the notes, it's just fun facts. So. Okay. That's it. Which I is mean, all. I mean, what else can you do for a holiday? You know? What else is there? Burgers and hot dogs and potato salad and fun facts. That's it. And fun facts. Exactly. Exactly. So, take it away. Okay, here we go. Here we go. A little Labor Day overview. Labor Day 2021 will occur on Monday, September 6th. Mark your calendars, ladies. Mark Mark your calendars. It is the first Monday of September, which this year is September 6th. Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers and is traditionally observed on the first Monday in September. Okay, so I spoiler alerted it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert. First Monday. First Monday. It was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century and became a federal holiday in 1894. Really? That's so long ago. I know. I know. Yeah, we're going to get into, we're going to get into it. But like, but like, think industrial revolution. Yeah. Think... You know, a lot of steel, a lot of coal, a lot of bad working conditions. Yeah, yeah. You know, what a horrible time to be an American laborer. Oh, my God. You could die just going to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend also symbolizes the end of summer for many Americans and is celebrated with parties and street parades. It's true. Just like Memorial Day is the beginning. Labor Day is the end. Yep. So if you haven't listened to our Memorial Day episode... Go do it. Go it's do a that. great pairing. Find out the bookends. Like cheese and wine. Like cheese and wine. Absolutely. So now let's talk about why, 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 why do we do this? Why do we celebrate Labor Day? So Labor Day originated during one of American labor history's most dismal chapters. Oh, cataclysmic. Uh, history.com going off. I mean, yeah. How yeah. How can the 1800s be anything but dismal? No. Well, good happened. Except... The end of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. Yeah. But, like, I think it just would be a horrible time to be alive. Oh, yeah. 
It's dusty. It's, there's no hygiene. There's You're no drinking hygiene. Beer. In the middle of it, there's the Civil War, so everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's things like typhoid, you know, like there's yeah. outbreaks. Yep. And, and women are like t- long sleeves in the all summer. The time. Ugh. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So I'm not about it. I'm not about the 1800s. Shout out to the 1800s, but I'm not about you. <laughs> in the late 1800s, at the height of the Industrial Revolution in the United States, the average American worked. 12 hour days and seven days a week in order to eke out a basic living. What? 12 hour days. No. No. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. No. I I don't want that life. No, thank you. Because it's also, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not an office job. No. That's like 12 hours in the mines. Yes. That's fields. 12 hours slapping steel or yep. whatever you do with steel. You slap it. Pow, 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 pow. No, thank you. No, I don't want that. Despite restrictions in some states, children as young as five or six toiled in mills, factories, and mines across the country, earning a fraction of their adult counterpart wages. Oh, yeah. And then and then we forget about the children. Who were fully like, go down this hole. You're small enough. Yeah. You're small and you're you're we. Go down this hole. Bring us back some coal. Bring us back the coal. Put it in the bucket. Oh, you're six and you have the black lung? Mm. That's bummer. That's a bummer. But you know what? You got many more years of 12-hour days ahead of you. You are only five. It's crazy. It's like, it is insane to think... I mean, it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of anybody pre-20th century. Right. But, like, to put yourself in the shoes of, of like, looking at a five-year-old and being like, yeah, let's go to the coal mines. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, I don't know. I will never, I will never wrap my head around child labor. No. No. Of like how we, how we, and not just we, I mean, it was a, a thing across the globe, yeah. but how it's like a thing. Yeah, it's you know? weird. It's a really weird one to be like, mm, okay, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on. People of all ages, particularly the very poor and recent immigrants, often faced extremely unsafe working conditions with insufficient access to fresh air, sanitary facilities, and breaks. So here's a fun story. When I was in Colorado, I went to, uh, like, there was a little town that used to be, like, a a mining town. And so we went into, like, the mine museum. And, like, it was basically, like, it took you through, like, the evolution of mining, like, Uh from how we used to like hand drill holes in the wall and just hope it didn't collapse to like actual, um, (laughs) Oh my God. Like technology. Right. Um, and they had this like carts. Oh yeah. The coal. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was like one of these carts and it had like a piece of wood over it and a hole in the middle. And that was the shitting cart. And you would just, you would just go to the cart and you would take a dump in the cart. What? And it was it was right next to like where you were supposed to eat your meals. 
Oh my god! Like bra- it was like the break room section of the mine. Oh my god! Like a, a single picnic table and a cart to shit in. I was just like, <laughs> this is. Oh god! This is why the people were striking. You know, like, <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh At least push God. the cart down, you know? Yeah, yeah. like put it someplace else. It doesn't Any have to be right else. next to where you eat. Right. And it was. Oh, those poor people. And it was. So shout out to miners. It's yeah. That's, whew. Yeah. Tough. That's tough. And, yeah. a, and a job that still fully exists. Yeah. People are still mining. I mean, obviously, How I don't think they're shitting, shitting in buckets anymore. Okay, and there's like elevators, you know? There's... There's a lot that's been improved since we've then, learned. Still. We've learned. I'm so glad. Not not what you, not what you want. No. Continuing on, as manufacturing increasingly supplanted agriculture as the wellspring of American employment, labor unions, which had first appeared in the late 18th century, grew more prominent and vocal. They began organizing strikes and rallies to protest poor conditions and compel employers to renegotiate hours and pay. So yeah, as things get worse, we start meeting on Tuesday nights. Uh-huh. And having a chat about what we're going to do. Yep. On September 5th, 1882, 10,000 workers took unpaid time off to march from City Hall to Union Square in New York City, holding the first Labor Day parade in U.S. history. Oh, that's awesome. It was here first, honey. Wow. 1882. And it was like, I mean, it was just New York City, obviously. It wasn't like, there were no counter ones. No. When was the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire? Mm, that's a great question. I don't Is have that, that in uh, here. I wonder if that's, hold on, I'll look it up. Uh, 1911, later yeah, on. Yeah, later on. Oh. I mean, not wow. that far. No. But- you know, just because they made it a holiday doesn't mean that uh, <laughs> that condition's approved. Right, right. But fun fact about the shirt factory, I had class at NYU in the building that it happened in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, I know. Crazy, my life. <laughs> just crazy. So famous. Continuing on, the idea of a working men's holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September caught on in other industrial centers across the country, and many states passed legislation recognizing it, although Congress would not legalize the holiday until 12 years later. So like pretty much everything, the states started doing things and being like, all right, we'll do our own. And it was like Delaware held one. You know, Massachusetts held one. New York obviously held one. And then the Congress was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this this could be a holiday. Let's all do that. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about a very famous strike. Yeah. Which it's like it's debated on if this was like the final straw in what made Congress make this a federal holiday. But it was at like it like this happened and then a few months later congress passed legislation and made it a federal mm. like the overlap is interesting to me got it okay so we had we couldn't we couldn't have a labor day episode without talking about a strike so no. this is the one i chose okay great i love this mhm oh so we're going to talk about the pullman palace car company strike i mean what else <laughs> 
What, what else could we possibly talk about? What else about? will we talk about? That's gotta be it. In 1893, during a nationwide economic recession, George Pullman laid off hundreds of employees and cut wages for many of the returning workers at his namesake railroad sleeping car company by some 30%. He also refused to lower rents or store prices in Pullman, Illinois, the company town south of Chicago where many of his employees lived. Oh, so he's like screwing them over left and right. Yeah, so not only is he laying them off, he's also like apparently the land baron right. of Pullman, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, no, these you know, people have no it's choice. It's tough times. Yeah. And he's greedy, George. Oof. George. Mm-mm. Like, wh- like, why do you gotta be like this? Why? You could easily not be like this because I know that George was doing very well for himself. Yep. George is greedy. He's greedy. We yeah. don't love to see it. No. We, we hate to see it, in fact. And then on May 11th, 1894, employees of the Pullman Palace Car Company in Chicago went on strike to protest wage cuts and the firing of union representatives. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Then on June 26th, the American Railroad Union, led by Eugene B. Debs, called for a boycott of all Pullman railway cars, which effectively halted rail traffic and commerce in 27 states, stretching from Chicago to the West Coast, driving the General Managers Association, also known as GMA, a group that represented Chicago's railroad companies to seek help from the federal government in shutting down the strike. Oof. So they're calling in the federal government to, like... So it's basically a bunch of wealthy men being like, we're mad because, like, literally, trains are impacted across the United States. Right. So, like, we're mad, and they literally are, like, you know, telegramming, being like, tap, 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 And it's like, oh, no, it's bad over there. Yeah. Then, the yeah, so the federal government was like, all right, we'll step in because the wealthy men are mad. Because the wealthy men are mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to break the Pullman strike, the federal government dispatched troops to Chicago, unleashing a wave of riots that resulted in the deaths of more than a dozen workers. Oof. It was like, yeah, some brutal... I don't know why it's always Chicago, man. I don't know. But some brutal riots in Chicago. Oof. And what's interesting is, like, at the same time, and we'll talk about this in the next section, but at the same time... While, like, brutal riots are happening, Congress is working on making a federal holiday to honor labor workers. Yeah. Who they are currently killing. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, You know, in Chicago. Right. Or, like, coming down to quell the strike. So, I found this to be very interesting. Also, I mean, like, when you get the railroads involved... Oh my God, that's it. End of story. All bets are off. Yes, well, I mean, they do go into they do go between states. So they really do in a like, way that we just can't wrap our head. Around. I think I don't think we can ever wrap our head around how insane the railroad system was. Yeah, you know, like in some ways, I guess it's how we view air travel, like how mm-hmm. we like you know that's the the foil. But I think like. I think what was crazy about railroads is, like, it opened up the idea of going places that, like, were never in people's... Oh, yeah. Dizziest daydreams. No. And suddenly it was like, oh, my God, I I can go to Wisconsin? (laughs) And it won't take me two months to get there? And I don't have to go by horse? Right. 
Which which was that before? Mm-hmm. Like the train took over the horse. <laughs> Put those Isn't horses that out of work. Crazy. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> anyways, I think it's insane the railroad system. And one day we will do an episode mm-hmm. on it. Ooh, we should. We're gonna take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So let's let's talk about it actually becoming a federal holiday because like we said, it was the states were kind of celebrating in their own unique individual way and then Congress was like, we should probably we should probably put something on paper and make this a thing so we don't look like assholes. Right. So before it was a federal holiday, Labor Day was recognized by labor activists and individual states. After municipal ordinances were passed in 1885 and 1886, a movement developed to secure state legislation... New York was the first state to introduce a bill, but Oregon was the first state to pass a law recognizing Labor Day on February 21st, 1887. So, I mean, you snooze, you lose, New York. You got to put pen to parchment. Mm -hmm. You got to put pen to parchment. And I'm so glad I did not give you this note so you did not have to say Oregon. I was, I'm very, I'm sitting here very grateful for that How, once again, is Oregon like... A, a state we're talking about. I don't know. It's wild. She so really pops up a lot. in that state. I know. I know. Shout out to Oregon. We love what you do. Mm-hmm. During 1887, four more states, Colorado, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, passed laws creating a Labor Day holiday. By the end of the decade, Connecticut, Nebraska, and Pennsylvania had followed suit. By 1894, 23 more states had adopted the holiday, and on June 28, 1894, after the Pullman Palace Car Company strike, 
Congress passed an act making the first Monday in September of each year a legal holiday. Yahoo! And that all is coming from the Department of Actual Labor. Okay. So don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said happened. That's what she said happened in her own history. I think it's interesting that it took half or less than half of the states to do this individually. Like oh, I can't, right. I'm trying to think of like something else, like another holiday where it's like that, you know? Yeah, that had that path. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because, I mean, I don't know. We should do an episode on Veterans Day because maybe that has a similar. We know it's not Memorial Day, and clearly, right. the government was going to celebrate the Fourth of July. Clearly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Some food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. Yep. So who is the founder of Labor Day? Apparently it's a question. Apparently it's a question. It's not entirely clear who proposed the Labor Day Labor Day as an idea, but two workers can make a solid claim to be the founder of Labor Day title. One, some records show that in 1882, Peter J. McGuire, a general secretary of the Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners, and a co-founder of the American Federation of Labor, suggested setting aside a day for a, quote, general holiday for the laboring classes. General. Just general. A general. I'm not asking for a specific. Mm-hmm. I'm asking Just for, in general. In general. Let's A get... holiday for the laboring mm-hmm. class. They're working 12 hours a day, seven days a yeah. week, 365 days a year. One Give day. Give them one, one day. day. To sit at home and poop in their own thoughts. Exactly. Also, I just love the the title or the the name Brotherhood of Carpenters. Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think the founder of Labor Day is a regal title. That's great. I think the founder of anything is great, but founder of Labor, Labor Day, Day it rings. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to set aside a general holiday for laboring causes to honor those quote who from rude nature have delved and carved all of the grandeur we behold. He's like. These people are doing all of the work and we should be grateful for all of their service. Mm-hmm. Give them, mm-hmm. not even a Friday, give them a Monday off. A Monday. I don't know. Do you prefer a Friday or a Monday? For like a Labor Day? Or just to have? For, for like, uh, like whenever we have a three-day weekend, do you prefer, oh. like, are you, is it, is it easier for you when the Friday is off or when the Monday is off. I think I prefer the Monday off because then inevitably you get the Friday off too. So sure. Like it, I agree. It comes Monday's like a, a harder day. day than Friday. Yeah. 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 And it feels because it's stretching across two weeks or yeah, two different work weeks that like you mm-hmm. get shorter work weeks in both weeks, which yeah. I love. For sure. But Peter McGuire's place in Labor Day history has not gone unchallenged. Many believe that machinist, right? Machinist. You're asking me? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's machinist. I I would guess machinist. Machinist. That's what I think it is. Okay. Many believe that machinist Matthew McGuire, not Peter McGuire. Yep. Also, I love that. Yep. <laughs> their last names are both McGuire, but they're spelled differently. But they're different McGuire's. They're different McGuire's. Matthew yeah. is M-A-G. Peter's is capital M-C, capital G. Yep. I love this. Oof. Yep. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? When I saw that, I was like, come on. I know. You couldn't have had a different last name. That's so funny. But many believe that machinist Matthew McGuire, not Peter McGuire, founded the holiday. 
Recent, re- recent research seems to support the contention that Matthew McGuire, later the, the secretary of Local 344 of the International Association of Machinists in Patterson, New Jersey, proposed the holiday in 1882 while serving as secretary of the Central Labor Union in New York. Hmm. I feel like that's a stronger claim. I mean, he was like a secretary yeah. in a labor union, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm Team Matthew. Mm-hmm. Team Matthew. Team Matthew. Team M.A.G. McGuire. <laughs> According to the New Jersey Historical Society, after President Cleveland signed the law creating a National Labor Day, the Patterson Morning Call published an opinion piece stating that, quote, the souvenir pen should go to Alderman Matthew McGuire of this city, who is the undisputed author of Labor Day as a holiday, close quote. Both McGuire and McGuire attended the country's first Labor Day parade in New York City that year. So they were both there. Both the McGuire's. They were both McGuire's. They were both labor people. But I just think that Matthew has a little bit more of a claim. I think so. It also seems that, like, you know, the paper recognized him the next day or whenever it was. Like, it was clear that, like, it wasn't just, like, he he wasn't walking around being like, I did this. I'm claiming it. Right. Others, right. He has people like other and sources saying were it. saying that he did it. I feel like Peter probably was just like spreading a rumor that he was actually the founder of Labor Day. I did it. It was me. And then it caught on enough that now people are like, was he? Right. I don't know. Right. And because they have the so. same last name, it's like, well, no, I'm the McGuire. It's me, McGuire. Yeah, I'm the McGuire, but I'm it was McGuire. Peter McGuire. Right. Peter McGuire, not Peter McGuire. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, obviously, like I said, I could not do this episode without an enormous amount of fun facts. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts yeah. about Labor Day, of which there are many. So, first and foremost... The Uniform Monday Holiday Act of 1968 changed several holidays to ensure that they would always be observed on Mondays so federal employees could have more three-day weekends. Wow! I did not know this was a piece of legislation that existed. The Uniform Monday Holiday Act. Act of 1968. Can well, you imagine? What a great title. With everything going on in the 60s. Oh, a great know. title. A great title. With everything going on in the 60s, the late 60s, mm-hmm. that they had time to be like, you know what we need to really prioritize? <laughs> Mondays. Getting everything on a Monday. Yes. It's like, oh my God. Vietnam is about to pop off. Right. The civil rights movement is popping mm-hmm. off. There is a lot popping off. Woodstock is happening the next year. Like, Ooh. Jesus Christ. But you know what? Priorities. Priorities. Let's put them all on a Monday. Mm -hmm. Mondays. So the act signed into law on June 28th, 1968, moved Washington's birthday, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and Columbus Day to fix Mondays each year. Ooh. And so now we're all on Mondays. Next fun fact. President Grover Cleveland signed the legislation into law, making Labor Day a federal holiday. And that was like literally originally I just made this a fun fact because to me, anytime Grover Cleveland does anything, it's a fun oh, fact. Mm-hmm. I just love that it was Grover Cleveland. Yep. But a sub fun fact, 
is he signed it into federal law just a few short days before sending the National Guard to break up the Pullman strike. So what we talked about, him sending the National Guard that would eventually cause a violent riot, he was like, also, let's honor labor workers. (laughs) Thank you. Let's honor you. Also, Also, shut up and go away. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Enjoy your Monday. (laughs) Next fun fact. There is a Labor Hall of Honor. What? Yeah, according to the Department of Labor, because they it's listed on their website, honorees. Mm. The Labor Hall of Honor posthumously honors the Americans who distinctive contributions to the field of labor have enhanced the quality of life of millions yesterday, today, and for generations to come. Oh. Department of Labor getting mm. eloquent. Yes. Inductees are chosen each year, and a formal induction ceremony is conducted at the U.S. Department of Labor in Washington, D.C., and it started in 1989. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Some interesting names on there, like Ronald Reagan was inducted in, like, 2013. What? I know. What'd he do? Oh, well, he he, he, wasn't he, like, the head of the... Screen Actors Guild or something. I think you might be right, but I, I, I don't know for sure if he was the head of SAG or not. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, ninth and 13th president of the Screen Actors Guild. Nice. Yeah. So maybe so. That could, I mean, that could be it. why. Also, when I, when I put in, when I Googled Reagan Union, the first article that comes up is one from NPR called When Reagan Broke the Unions. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm also like, okay, did anybody do their research before inducting no. him into the Labor Union Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. So funny. Yep. Okay, next fun fact, which to me is not a fun fact, but Labor Day is the unofficial end of hot dog season. What? I know. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, which first and foremost, the fact that I am not a part of this council (laughs) is a crime. It is a federal crime. The work you have done to educate me and our many of other our, our friends our other people in your life i am sure about i am the hot dog do it is contest. a grassroots movement yes you that are I am doing, doing the lord's work and the council is not recognizing no. the work that i'm doing no you should at least be getting free hot dogs i think we i mean i need all of our listeners mm-hmm. to let the council know that i'm available yep should they need another member do you think anybody works there full time? Like, what is that? I love that. I have literally no idea. Can Do I you just want to look it up? Can I just start a council? Like, could I just start the cheese and wine council and like run it out of my apartment? I am. I'm the secretary um, <laughs> of the council. Oh my god! There is a literal website. Oh my god. Your 2021 hot dog ambassadors have been chosen. (laughs) I wasn't alert. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is wild. Hot-dog.org? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I love everything about this. Oh, my God. Can we do an episode? Let's do a follow-up on these people. Like, what? We need to do. We need to do. Is a hot dog a sandwich? The council weighs in. (gasps) Oh my god. 
You guys. You guys. This is insane. Okay, we're going to do a follow-up episode. Everybody go to (laughs) hot-dog.org. It's a nonprofit. Enjoy. They're located in Washington, D.C. What? Wow, I did not. I did not anticipate this would be a thing. No. I'm I'm over I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> okay, continuing on with the fun facts cuz we have more. I don't know why I put this in all caps, um but Canada's Labor Day is also celebrated the first Monday of September. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. Yeah, we it's do it on the so same nice. time. I mean, I'm sure we do it for different reasons, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Different different um, you know, strikes that got suppressed by governments. Yeah. Not so fun fact. It is the second deadliest holiday to travel on after Ooh. Memorial Day. So mm. I don't know if you remember we talked about this in our Memorial Day we episode. Did. Yep. That is the deadliest day to travel. But according to data from the Fatality Analysis Reporting System, oh, the US saw an average of three hundred and eight fatal car accidents per year during Labor Day weekends. From 2011 to 2015, that is second only to the average number of fatal accidents seen during Memorial Day weekend, which is approximately 312 that year. Very close. Yeah. And then finally, last fun fact, we couldn't end this episode without talking about wearing white after Labor Day. Oh, yeah. And where that comes from, what's that about? I don't get it, but I found two theories as to why that became like a thing okay so the first one is back in the days before air conditioning white attire was simply cooler to wear so when it wasn't appropriate to don skimpier skin bearing casual looks in hot temperatures Mm -hmm. one had to rely on lighter less heat absorbing clothing if you had to be fully dressed a paler palette would at least help prevent sunstroke. Oh my God, wear white so, so you don't die. <laughs> exactly. And then Labor Day came around uh, and the temperatures were cooler. So right. people stopped wearing their like, I'm trying not to die in the sun clothing. Right. And they started bringing back, um, you know, colored, like darker colored Some blues palettes. and oranges. And, yes. Exactly, exactly. And then the second theory which is the one I think I lean more towards, Mm -hmm. which is wearing white in the summer months may have been a way for the ultra-rich to self-identify as separate from the working masses. Oh, God. In short, if you lived in the dirty city, you wore dark clothes. If you were wealthy enough to escape to a vacation home for the summer, you wore white leisure looks. So it was like a status thing. Yeah. You know? So you were like white, like wearing white was like, I'm... On vacation. Right. I don't, my, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm liaising. getting my clothes dirty. Right. It yeah. doesn't, you know, I can wear, I can wear light clothes because I'm not like with coal. Right. It's like how, um, I don't know where I heard this. I mean, it's been years, but like at some point I heard that like having, cause you know how like now people go on vacation and they get tan if they're out in the sun mm-hmm. and like, it's, you know, where, where you look so tan, where have you been? Like, oh, I was, I was at the beach. You know, like, yeah. it's, like, kind of a status thing to have a tan because it means yeah. you have money to go away. But mm-hmm. it used to be the other way, and it was better. Like, if you had a tan, it meant you had to be out in the sun because you were working. Working. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
So I don't know which one is real, but y'all, we're white after mm-hmm. Labor Day. It doesn't matter. Well, because I was always confused when when does it become that we, like, when does it... Can wear it again? Yeah. Like, is it January 1? Is it Memorial Day? Year? I could be wrong. Um, oh, that's a long time to not wear white. I know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody knows when you can start wearing white again. Or maybe it's like at the new year. I don't know. Right. But not after Labor Day. No. Until God knows when. Yeah. But, um, but I'm going to wear white after Labor Day because that's the rebel I am. I think you should wear white uh, once you do apply for and obviously get put on the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Obviously, Obviously. everybody is welcome to my inducting ceremony (laughs) when it does happen. Oh, my God. It will happen. So it'll happen. Of course it will. But with that said, that is our Labor Day episode, you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. And we hope you have a very safe Labor Day. Be careful on the roads, you know. Just enjoy yourself. Eat a hot dog for me. Because mm-hmm. um, season is officially closing after Labor Day. And that's devastating. So sad. And in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.